Welcome to Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better, where I talk about my personal and my group coaching clients' experiences of healing our hearts, authentically falling in love with ourselves, and yes, finding someone better. I'm Claire the Heartbreak Coach. Let's take your love life and entire life to the next level. Hello, my loves. Welcome to episode 235, Learning the Truth Post-Breakup. A client actually suggested this topic, and I thought it was a great one. She is nursing her broken heart over a very long-term relationship, 10 years. And so, so much of who she identifies as being is tied up in this other person. And now, several months out of the relationship, she's recognizing so many harsh truths. And it's really hard to process because on the one hand, you're grieving the relationship. She very much loved this person, wanted a future with him. And then to discover you know, truths that were going on that she couldn't see or recognize or just didn't know at the time after the fact just makes the grieving process that much more difficult. So as I thought about this topic, learning the truth post-breakup, there's really two elements to the truth that I'm talking about. On the one hand, you could be learning the truth about his antics. You know, for me, in my rock bottom relationship, episode five, if you have not heard my heartbreak story, I had hunches throughout the relationship that he was not monogamous and loyal to me. And every time I accused him or just even politely, patiently, kindly, and calmly asked, he would just tell me how crazy I am and he would never do that. And I have demons inside. P.S. I also at times did not calmly ask. I'm just saying, (laughs) regardless of my tactics, I was always told never in a million years, I would never do that. It's you and me, baby. And we've got, you know, I'm it's forever for us. And you're the mother of my children. And my gut was just saying something isn't right. And he keeps me separate from all these people. And he's going to these events, but I'm not included and giving me lame excuses. And I all the times that I couldn't reach him and just my gut was saying, this isn't okay. Ultimately, it turned out my gut was right. And it was really, really hard to process the fact that he was cheating on me, which for the first time in my life, at least to my knowledge, I had never been with a cheater before. So that just felt it was very traumatic to move through. I feel like it's what you hear other people go through or what you see in the movies. But You know, I always prided myself on not being dumb enough to date a cheater. Meanwhile, he I I was friends with him before we started dating, and I knew that he wasn't treating his previous girlfriend well. And I also just want to be clear, as I say, you know, I wouldn't be dumb enough to date a cheater. That was my thought. I don't think it's dumb to date a cheater. If any of you are listening who are experiencing grief over someone who cheated on you, But I just thought I was, you know, aware enough and could weed out the cheaters. And then, of course, 
when he pursued me, it was that I was so different and he was in a different place and in a bad spot and yada, yada, yada. We've all heard that story before. And so processing the truth as well as the truth that I didn't listen to my gut, that was really hard for me because when I recognized that he really was the scumbag who I had a hunch that he was and not being a good, loyal, faithful boyfriend to me, it was still hard because I was grieving who I wanted him to be and who he promised me he was and the future that we dreamed about having together. That was still I was I was grieving who I wanted him to be for sure. But it was clear as day to me. This guy was not my guy. The real hard work came with beating myself up for not having listened to my gut, for seeing shady sign after shady sign and relying on him to give me bullshit stories for me to believe him so that I could justify staying because I didn't want to face the music of the pain that he could be who I feared him to be and who my gut said he was. And I didn't want to experience the pain of the loss of who I wanted him to be. So I ignored my gut, piled over with his cockamamie excuses, and I drove my friends fucking crazy because I would ruminate and tell them the stories and say, so that makes sense, right? Do you believe him? I don't know what to believe. I just, I really didn't know which way was up. And I was relying on all these people to reassure me that, of course, he wouldn't go astray. So how did I move through this shame of recognizing the truth post the relationship about myself? You know, I had to take a good, hard look at myself. And let me tell you, this took me a long time and really get honest and clear with why I did it, which I just said, right? I wanted him to be who he promised me he was. And I didn't want to experience the pain of losing that fantasy and that idea and that promise. And I also really didn't want to be alone. And I thought, well, if this person has promised me a future and marriage and children and family and just forever, I will never be able to believe when someone else tells me this. That was really, really hard. And then as I processed this loss and that relationship for a few years afterwards, the reality was I just wasn't listening to my gut. And I promised myself I was never going to not listen to my gut again. I was going to ask the questions. And if I thought that the new guy's answers were going to be shady or that they were changing and it just didn't add up, and something wasn't right, I was going to leave. Because then we can really fuck ourselves up and be like, oh, it's me. I'm the paranoid, crazy one because I've experienced all this trauma with a narcissistic abuser. And it's really hard to know, is it my gut or is or am I having a traumatic response? And that is really tricky to navigate. But When I first met my rock bottom ex, 
I met him at some theater event. I laid eyes on him and I was like, that guy's just fucking trouble. He is trouble. And I kind of sensed that he had a crush on me. And I was like, oh, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. But then I got into another relationship with someone else, super heartbroken over him. And then in swooped rock bottom. And I was just vulnerable. And I thought, huh, maybe I got it all wrong because the first guy was a nice guy, but we just didn't work out. Maybe this guy who I thought wasn't a good guy is supposed to be my guy. I mean, my mind just played fabulous tricks on me. But here's the deal. I was deeply disconnected with myself. I hadn't stepped a foot in a therapist's office. I had never been curious to crack open a self-help book. I was just very unconscious in my choices and very impulsive and just wanted to go with what felt fun and right and gave me that high without really slowing down and looking at the entirety of a whole person and who they are and what they're looking for and what you know about them, especially if you've been friends with them before. So that was my biggest takeaway in healing as I navigated the truth of the relationship post the relationship where I had time and space and I also had people telling me, yeah, he had another relationship while you're in the relationship. He got a dog with another woman, that same dog that he said he got to bring the two of you closer together, Claire. He's a really bad guy and he threw you under the bus and he denied that you guys were even in a relationship. Like those were really hard truths. But at the end of the day, as I allowed for time and space and really committed to processing healing, none of that surprised me because my gut always said from day one, he was a shitty dude. And, you know, maybe the more elevated thing to say would be he was a damaged dude. Sure, because damaged people behave that way. But, you know, aren't we all damaged to a certain degree? Some people, you know, go out of their way to hurt people. And some people do the healing work and clean their shit up and choose to behave differently and not be reactive from previous trauma because he's definitely experienced trauma that I knew of. And I think in his own twisted mind, he justified treating women in this way. And that's what I think I'm generalizing, but the tendency of a narcissistic sociopath is that they feel entitled and justified to hurt people and behave in ways because it's a retaliation against someone who represents people that have hurt them in the past. But that really was what helped me heal was that I was going to listen to my gut and I was going to ask the right questions and I was going to take things slowly. And if a guy, you know, who I were to date was to have multiple pairs of women's underwear in his room, like, first of all, multiple, it would never get to multiple, which it did with my rock bottom relationship. If I found one woman's (laughs) pair of underwear, I'm out. And the truth is, I did some snooping and digging, and I saw that he got the dog with another woman, but he gave me another cockamamie excuse about how he used her as a connection to get the dog at this pet adoption agency, which was all lies because I connected with his now ex, his other girlfriend, when he was dating me. But also, 
if I was suspicious about a woman, I was going I for the next relationship, I was going to say to the guy I'm with, "Hey, I find this behavior weird. I think think it's very inappropriate that you're separating us. If this person is really a platonic friend of yours, we should all be hanging out." Cuz I I don't think men and women and it, Please note, I'm obviously speaking in heteronormative terms here. I do think that men and women can be in platonic relationships, but they should be in relationships where it's not an issue for one of the people's partners to be around. Everybody should be friends. It just should not be separate. There were so many ways that I didn't step up to the plate for myself. I fought him and I attacked him and I questioned him, but I knew his answers and his behavior were bullshit. And I just tortured myself because I was terrified to lose who I thought he would be. And I was terrified to be below, uh, be alone. And I was terrified about what it would mean if he turned out to be the monster that he did turn out to be, how I could ever trust again. And what I was forgetting was that I could learn to trust myself. So, you know, post-heartbreak, again, you're grieving the loss of the person, but then you're also grieving the way that you showed up in the relationship. And we can't change how you showed up, but we can have an understanding as to why you did show up the way you did and why you turned a blind eye and why you painted the green over the red flags and why you accepted his bullshit cockamamie answers that were constantly changing and why you told yourself that you were just being paranoid when you couldn't get in touch with him for hours and why you wanted to believe the lies about the multiple pairs of underwear or whatever bullshit excuse your ex was giving you you can beat yourself up for that or have compassion for where you were at at that time. You just wanted to love and be loved and you wanted his words to be the truth. So sue you. Seriously. If you had a friend in your shoes who behaved the way you behaved and fell for all the bullshit, would you want her to beat herself up? And to call herself dumb and stupid for falling for it? Hell no. You'd hug her and you'd say you didn't know then what you do know now. And what you now know will have you show up differently in your next relationship. And there will be a next relationship. I don't know if that next person is going to be the one. I don't know how many more times you're going to get heartbroken. I hate to break it to you, but I'm very transparent here. I still got my heart broken multiple times after that rock bottom relationship at 29 and 30 years old. I still had more healing lessons to learn. And I leaned in for all of it. And it fucking sucked, but it was never as bad as rock bottom. And I lived and learned. And I was a curious witness and student and I was willing to look at my own shit. I was willing to take responsibility. I was willing to live and learn. And yeah, there were moments where I wanted to give up and I wanted to hide and I thought I would just be safer and better off living my single life. But deep, deep down, I knew I wanted connection. I knew I wanted partnership. And I ultimately decided I was never going to stop searching because guess what? There are so many amazing, healthy, long-lasting relationships that exist all over the world, and I'm sure around you. So why not you? But 
it could take a couple of more heartbreaks. And that was something that I really got clear on when I embarked on my finding love journey that led me to Larry. I didn't want heartbreak again, but hell, I was already a heartbreak coach. So I was going to be willing to let my heart get broken again and again until I found the right person. Because if I'm doing the healing work and the growth lessons, and I'm hungry and committed to finding my person who wants lifelong, committed, amazing, epic, passionate, and unconditionally loving and fun, supportive partnership, you know, someone else out there wants that too. And again, we have evidence of people in lasting relationships. And, you know, here I am now in what I believe is my lifelong lasting relationship with my fiance, Larry. We're about to celebrate four years together. We're getting married in a year. And I'm so, so confident. I'm as confident as I can be that we will last forever. I don't know for sure because there are no guarantees. And I always remind all of my clients, all of you, and myself of this. This is not the same as me saying, oh, I have one foot out the door, or I think Larry has one foot out the door. No, I know he's all in. I know I'm all in for forever. And I also know we have no control over external circumstances or internal circumstances, but I am as confident as I can possibly be. And the reason why I can be as confident as I can possibly be and so certain that this is my man forever is because of all the shit that I went through and because of what I decided I would never put up with again and getting really clear on what worked and what didn't work in past relationships and then deciding I was never going to behave in those ways again and I was never going to fall for bullshit again and I was always going to listen to my gut and I was always going to advocate for myself in my romantic partnership and be vulnerable and be super, super self-compassionate. That doesn't mean that there are times when I reveal my bitchy side. It's very, very rare. (laughs) Larry has seen a lot of my bitchy side. That doesn't mean that I'm not annoyed at myself at times, right? This is not about being a perfect partner all the time, but giving myself grace and choosing a partner who's going to give me grace when I'm inevitably showing my weaknesses and vice versa. But you didn't know then what you know now. And especially when you're in longer term relationships, all you know is being with that person and you just want so badly for things to be right and for it to work out and for you guys to be good. So again, sue you for wanting those things, wanting them so badly that you turned a blind eye or turned on deaf ears, if you will, to the truth, which was the person wasn't available. They weren't treating you right. There was no future. The empty promises were just that empty or on a more subconscious level, you know, maybe they weren't so directly abusive and disappointing as a partner, but subconsciously there was something off with the other person that had you feeling unsatisfied and maybe 
exhibiting big reactions that ended up pushing them away. But then upon reflection, you're like, but wait, that thing he said wasn't okay. And that thing he said wasn't okay. So then with time and space post the relationship, you start to recognize your own truth. Here I was fighting for this person, but actually he wasn't that great. And then you're kicking yourself because you're like, what the fuck was I fighting for? But here you are. There's nothing you can do. No time like the present to have all the ahas and realizations that you're now having. And I'm telling you, if you're really committed to intentionally taking the lessons and the ahas from the past and walking in as eyes wide open as you possibly can for the next relationship, you will end up with the right person because you're going to have more self-ownership, more awareness, more respect for yourself, and more clarity on the kind of partnership that you want to operate in. So does it suck when the truth comes out, whether it's about his antics that you had a gut feeling about, but he kept telling you you were crazy? Turns out you were totally right. Does that suck? Yes, but you live and learn. And does it suck to recognize that you were short-sighted with yourself and that you settled for crumbs and that you were fighting for someone who, in hindsight, you know, just wasn't that great. And it's making you really angry because maybe the finger was pointed at you to look like the big asshole. But actually, that person wasn't that great either. Use that as empowerment. Use that as education so that it will lead you to your right person. And then what so many people say to me is, but Claire, you don't know that I'm going to find my right person. I think if you have a desire in your heart, and this is for those of you who want to find your right person. I know there's some people out there who aren't interested in that. But if you have a desire in your heart to find one person to share forever with, I do really believe that you can find them if you are all in and really willing to look at your part and not just impulsively dive in because your heart and your vagina want you to or <laughs> whatever your sexual organs are that turn get turned on you know, that you're paying attention to the whole person and you're taking things slowly and you're asking the hard questions and you're just really being your most authentic self unapologetically and you're being kind and you're finding out, are you guys really a match as a whole partnership? I think a lot, and and especially recently, a lot of the heartbreak that I'm observing is that the hardest part of it is, the person's smell and their touch and the chemistry. And like, that's what you're fighting for. And I think I can relate to that for sure for majority of my heartbreaks. Oh, but I just had this feeling when I was with him and the way he touched me and kissed me and the way he smells, right? It's like the withdrawal of that. And so then you're experiencing withdrawal of serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, and it just feels so hard. And you're just questioning, could anyone ever make you feel that way again? Yeah, someone could who also is emotionally available and emotionally mature and is honest and is committed and wants the same things you do. You know, someone just commented on my social media post, follow me at Claire the Heartbreak Coach if you don't already. And she said, good for you, Claire, for waiting till the right person came along. And I really appreciated that. And it, it gave me pause when she said that because I chose so many quote unquote wrong people. I consider them to be right teachers for me at the time who I leaned in and learned the lessons from. But I, I was not going to settle. 
And I really didn't give a fuck if it took till 48 for me to find my person or 58. I really decided before Larry came into my life, I don't know when and I don't know how, but I do know when I'm thinking, feeling and behaving, when I'm thinking, feeling and behaving like the woman who is already in her ideal relationship, which is happy, fulfilled, calm, supported, loved, secure, and just she's having a blast and she's swiping every day looking for her person. She's not reactive to the apps. She's not pissed off. She's not ruminating over past exes and blaming them for the reason that she is single now today at whatever age. She's just in the process, loving the process, knows he's coming and doesn't care how long it takes. And she's committed. That's when the right person comes. And that's when you're going to ask the hard questions and commit to being your truest self and being vulnerable. Because if the person you're interested in is going to be resistant to that or is going to laugh at your questions or insult you for being vulnerable or try to make you feel stupid, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Okay. See you later. And maybe you get a little butt hurt over that, but it's like, oh, thank you for showing me who you are. You get to live and learn from your past relationships. The truth is hard, but that's what I really pride myself on as a heartbreak and finding love coach. We look at the truth as to why you stayed without scathing you, scolding you, blaming you, shaming you. We just get real. You notice this. You ask that. It was shady. You didn't get a solid answer. He made you feel like you were the paranoid crazy one. And you stayed. Okay. And also, welcome to the club. I just had a client say to me, you know, I'm watching your course videos and I just feel like your situation and my situation are so similar, Claire. And then she paused and she was like, but I bet you hear that a lot, don't you? And I chuckled. I'm like, yeah, we are not alone as heartbroken women today. Everyone is thinking and feeling majority of the same thoughts and feelings. And, you know, maybe you're heartbroken over a quote unquote good guy versus a not so good guy. But I actually just was interviewed for a Swiss magazine called Annabelle. Can't wait for that article to come out. And I told her that I've been doing this work now specifically on heartbreak since 2017. I'm recording this in. 2023. It's probably exactly six years that I've been heartbreak coaching now. And not one of my heartbroken clients walks away from this work and thinks that the other person was the one that got away. Not one. They came into your life for a reason. It didn't work out for a reason, as annoying and cliche as it sounds. And it's my job to help you see all the reasons that isn't just about how wrong they were for you, but about the way that you showed up whether it was the way you treated him or the way that you put up with his behavior. And we've got to dig deep and we've got to look at it and it is humbling and it is hard and it is uncomfortable and it is painful, but it is the greatest way to heal so that you can kindly and compassionately take responsibility for your part. That does not mean that you weren't a victim if you were in an abusive relationship, but just understand 
the way that you were thinking and feeling and behaving so that you can kindly and compassionately and patiently heal those parts of you and get more clear about who it is that you do want and go out and find them. I know they exist, but it's about commitment while also being unattached to the when and the how while loving your experience as is. So own the truth about you and own the truth about the relationship. Live, learn, heal, and grow from it. And I'm telling you, you will be so grateful that that relationship unfolded the way it did for you to learn the lessons that you needed to learn in order to attract the right person. And if you want to do that work with me, I'd love nothing more than to work with you either one-on-one or in my group program. I am also offering for a limited time, for the first time ever, a shortened version of my online course. So the online course is Stop Wanting Him Back and Find Someone Better. It's not available right now. It's the same title as this podcast, but I'm going to truncate it And it's just going to be called How to Stop Wanting Him Back. And it's the first two modules of the course. So if you are interested in getting your hands on that, go to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. Or if you want more high-touch attention, the group program, there is so much time and attention for all the people in the program right now for 90-minute calls a week. It's just magic in there. I say it every time. It's so cliche, but it really is true. Or if you want to work with me one-on-one, again, all of that information is at clairetheheartbreakcoach.com. So much love, my loves. Until next time. Bye. My love, are you ready to stop wanting him back and find someone better? Then head on over to clairetheheartbreakcoach.com and sign up for my one-year group coaching program. I can't wait to put a stop to your broken heart and get a start on your happily ever after.